for all of us. This is a deep theological question that the church has talked about and debated for centuries. Um, Jesus came among us in the flesh. He lived. He died. He rose again. And then he ascended into heaven. So what does that mean now for us in the 21st century? How do we experience Jesus's presence today? Uh, things become even more complicated when we uh, talk about this understanding that Jesus is fully divine and Jesus is also fully human. And I think sometimes uh, we kind of forget that Jesus is a real person. We forget that, that Jesus was born of a woman, that he matured and grew uh, through childhood. He lived as a man. He walked on the earth. He experienced the fullness of human emotion. Throughout the scriptures, we see Jesus get hungry and tired. Um, we see him get thirsty. We see him being tempted in the wilderness. We see him get angry. We see him feel sadness. We see him weep even over the loss of a loved one. We see Jesus become physically weak while carrying his cross. We see him beaten and bloody. We see him die on a cross. And for this reason, we can relate to Jesus because Jesus knows what it's like to be in a human body. Jesus knows what it's like to feel all of those emotions that we feel, to go all through all of those things that we have gone through in life. But because Jesus is fully God and fully human, that also means that in our pain and in our suffering, the God of the universe is here among us. But not only that, Jesus is here to actively do something about the problem of sin that separates us from God. Jesus has come to put us back in right relationship with God. Jesus has come to enter into our lives and deal with our struggles, with our sin, with our mistakes. In the coming of Jesus, we not only feel His presence, but we find redemption. In the coming of Jesus, we find that we're not alone, that Jesus is here walking with us, talking to us, guiding us, teaching us, forgiving us, weeping with us laughing with us, raising us, doing all of those things. And while being here with us, at the same time, Jesus is also at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. Jesus is here. Jesus is there. Jesus is somehow everywhere. It's almost as if Jesus is straddling these two worlds, both in heaven and on earth at the same time. In her book, Freeing Jesus, Dinah Butler Bass speaks to this idea by writing, God is both imminent and transcendent, here and there, close and far, completely with us and absolutely beyond imagining. Jesus' presence, once embodied as a human being 2,000 years ago, is now a great mystery, as intimate as our inner awareness and as far-flung as the stars. In our scripture this morning, the Apostle Paul reminds us that Jesus existed before all things, that Jesus was there at present at the creation of the universe. Jesus is the king of the cosmos. He has always been. He always will be. So how amazing that this Jesus would also be willing to enter into life with us. In her book, The Providence of God, the Methodist theologian and philosopher Georgia Harkness argues that the Christian's faith is rooted in the conviction that the God who guides the stars and atoms 
in their courses also guides and cares for you and me. As Christians, our understanding of God is, is actually really complex. Um, we're going to get deep here for like just a second. So, so bear with me for just a few minutes. Um, but the, the way the church believes in, in God is very specific. Um, we believe that there's one true God revealed in the Trinitarian form of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And this is all going to be on the test, so pay attention. Uh, the divine three persons of the Trinity are intimately unified in purpose and in love. Each person of the Trinity is made of the same substance, and each person is equal to each other. The Trinity is three in one. We believe that the Trinitarian God is eternal, everlasting, and creator of all. We believe that God knows all things, can do all things, and is present in all places. That's our official understanding and teaching of who God is. And that's a complicated understanding of God. <laughs> um, and I think we can, get, we can get kind of bogged down if we focus too much on, on how we think about God. Because we can de debate and discuss and talk, but I think one of the best ways to experience the presence of Christ is to experience it, <laughs> is to feel it. Um, can you think of a time in your life where you felt the presence of God? Maybe it was during a time where things in your life were going really well. Uh, maybe you felt God's presence during a church service and the preacher was preaching this, this really amazing sermon. And you felt God's presence in your life. Um, another preacher, probably not me, right? Maybe at a revival you felt God's presence. Maybe um, during a youth conference you felt the presence of God in a really powerful and moving way. And it was during a really good time in your life. Uh, maybe you felt God's presence when you're outside hiking or uh, paddling on the lake or on the river. Or maybe you experienced God's presence during a, a more difficult time in your life where things maybe weren't going so well. Maybe you were going through a family crisis or a medical crisis or a financial crisis and it felt like everything in your world was just crashing down around you, like nothing could go right. And maybe it was in that dark moment where you felt lost and alone that you felt the presence of God on you, with you. Or maybe you can't really think of a time where you felt a strong sense of God's presence in your life. Uh, maybe you've prayed and prayed and you felt like you were just talking to an empty room. Be honest, I think all of us can say we felt like that before. Like maybe God doesn't hear us. Maybe God doesn't care. Maybe God isn't with us. And it felt kind of foolish or, or hopeless to even try. I think the truth is sometimes we do recognize God's presence in our lives and we can feel the strong sense of God moving and working. But oftentimes, we don't. We don't always feel God's presence in our lives. And I'm here to tell you that I think that's okay. I think that's okay to not always feel God's presence on your lives because just because you might not feel God's presence doesn't mean it's not there. Back in, in March 2020, the world was shut down. Y'all remember that. I don't have to remind you about that. Uh, but everyone was required to stay home unless you were deemed an essential worker. And the church doors were closed. All in-person worship was suspended. 
And we didn't know how long that was going to last. And so if you wanted to go to church to find Jesus, you couldn't. The doors were locked. They were shut. But one thing that so many people discovered was that Jesus is not confined to a building. All of a sudden you could experience worship in your living room. You could watch it on Facebook and on, on YouTube, on the television. And not only that, a lot of people discovered that they could also experience Jesus and find Jesus at the dinner table on a hike. You could find Jesus present in the movies that you were watching and the books that you were reading. You could see Jesus in the faces of friends and family that you were seeing on Zoom. As Diana Butler Bass says, COVID-19 forced Jesus out of the cathedral and into the world, reminding Christians that church is not a building. Church is not a building. Rather, church is wherever two or three are gathered, even if the two is only you and your cat. And I would add maybe your dog, if you're like me. Um, Jesus is with us here. And now, a few years later, doors are back open. A lot of people have come back to church. A lot of people haven't come back to church. But now we know Jesus is everywhere. We know that you don't have to be inside this building to experience Him. However, I think the beautiful thing about our gatherings here on Sunday morning is that when we may not feel God's presence, we can feel each other's presence. As a church family, we can, we can sit close, we can hug, we can pass the peace, we can share in bread and wine, we can see each other face to face, we can talk, we can laugh, we can cry, we can encourage and pray for each other, we can embrace one another, we can share our lives together. One of the best ways to experience the love of God is through the love that we have for each other. Reminded of a story about a time that I experienced uh, the presence of Jesus in a really profound way. Uh, one afternoon, several summers ago, Don Washburn, who is the director up at Camp Lookout, he gave me a call and he said, Hey, is there any way you can come up and lead music for Thursday night communion? He had had shoulder surgery, and so he wasn't able to, to play, and the, the people that normally play weren't able to, to play, and so they were really desperate and they called me. And so I grabbed my guitar, got a couple songs together drove up to camp, and I started to play as the campers walked from the chapel up to the worship center. And uh, my good friend, T.J. Burdine, was communing on this particular Thursday night. And he did a beautiful job explaining communion to the campers, and he talked about God's presence with us in the, in the bread and in the wine. And um, he broke the bread, he blessed it. And then when he got ready to pour the communion juice into the pitcher, the chalice from the pitcher, he realized that there wasn't any communion juice. Uh, they had forgotten to get the juice. And so in a frenzy, um, some of the support staff ran and tried to find a bottle of Welch's Finest, and communion was suddenly put on hold. And uh, I was amazed because TJ didn't get flustered, he didn't get agitated or upset. He just kind of made the best out of the situation. And so what he did was, he began to talk about God's love for us. And he said, all right, Don Washburn is going to come up and he's going to represent God the Father. And then Andrew's going to come up and he is going to represent Jesus. And then he called another staff member named Ivy and he said, Ivy's going to come up and she's going to represent the Holy Spirit. 
And he had the three of us stand in a circle and hold hands with each other. And he said, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. They live in harmony. And they have this great love for each other. And everything's going great. And then they create the world and humanity. And humans mess it up. They mess it all up. And everything's perfect with God, but there's this, this, this need for humanity to experience God in a new way. And so what they decided to do was for Jesus to let go of one hand and reach it out to us. At that point, I let go of one of my hands and I reached it out to one of the campers. And that camper grabbed hold of my hand. And then TJ began to talk about how we as Christians are called to reach out to each other and to share God's love with one another. And he had each camper hold each other's hand until eventually everybody up there in that worship center, that worship space, was holding each other's hands. And we were all unified. And then TJ said, we are called to commune with the very God who created us. And as soon as he finished saying that, the staff showed up with the communion juice. And we shared in, I think, one of the most holy communions I've ever experienced. God is not some nebulous being that lives up in the clouds and doesn't want anything to do, to do with us. God is not off in the distance, too busy to bother with us human beings. Instead, God is a personal God. And God reaches out to us and seeks to work in and around us each and every day. And the Christian life calls us to embrace God's presence as we love God and as we love neighbor. So where is God? Where does Jesus live? Is Jesus here? Is Jesus in heaven? Is Jesus in our hearts? Is Jesus in our tummy? The answer is yes. God is here, there, and everywhere. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Jesus, you are present with us right here and now. We thank you for the ways that you are working in our world and in our lives. Sometimes we are aware of you, and sometimes we are not. But we can know that whether we experience and feel your presence, it is still there. So help us to open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts so that we can be more in tune with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for our church family that is here to support, encourage, and love each other. May we strive to be the church inside this building and outside this building. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.